Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Today I'm joined with Hal Donaldson, who is the founder and president of Convoy of Hope and is also an author. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Thanks for, for tuning in. Um, we are back for another episode, but before we dig in, if you can leave a rating and review on wherever you're listening to this podcast, or even, you know, I would encourage you to personally share uh, with a friend or um, someone in your family who comes to mind um, and invite them to listen, to hear um, a conversation that has impacted you uh, over the over the, the, the listens that you've had on this podcast um, that'd be greatly appreciated. So today I'm speaking with Hal Donaldson, who is a founder and president of Convoy of Hope. You may be familiar. They are um, one of the top nonprofits um, in the world. Yes, they're in over 120 countries, every state in the United States, and have been serving and um, providing relief work, uh, helping those in need, the poor, for, for decades. So we talk about... Um, really having a posture of prayer and the importance of listening to God and meeting those, our neighbor, those who are next to us and with what their needs are, listening well. Um, and he encourages many uh, on some, really some lessons of leadership over the last few decades. Um, and also just how to, really how to live out our mission as the church, as people, followers of Christ. Um, to commit to social good, to doing the work of Christ. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Hal. Hal, thanks so much for, for coming back to the podcast and just joining guys like us here. It's a, it's a pleasure and privilege to have you on today. Well, it's great to be with you, Tyler, and uh, congratulations on the podcast. I've uh, had the opportunity to uh, listen to a few shows, and uh, you do a great job, super job. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, it's been uh, it's been awesome to to keep working on this for you know the last five years or so now, and always love hearing from guests and getting to connect on people's stories. And so, um, absolutely. So, wanted to to start off and, and just congratulate you all. I know it's fall coming up is about two million dollars more or less in in uh, two two billion. Sorry, in uh, yep. in aid from through Convoy of Hope since it's. I believe since the foundation or since as, as early as you started keeping track. Um, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, we are just um, amazed with what God has done. You know, it's a good yeah. reminder that uh, if we're obedient, there's really no limit to what God can do. And uh, we certainly didn't set out to do that, but uh, we've been able to serve well over 200 million yeah. people and uh, yeah, distribute $2 billion in, in donated food and supplies. And mm -hmm. uh, we give God the glory for it. That's right. Amen. And so one of the things on that point is kind of how we are thinking about success, how we're thinking about the impact that we're making. And um, I know a lot of folks, you know, listening who are nonprofit leaders, but also folks who are just, you know, want to see where their uh, time and energy and money is going. Obviously, you know, want to make a good impact. And so we've been reflecting on this, you know, a lot of people do as, you know, is this what are our metrics of success? How are we doing? So just kind of wanted to, obviously that 2 billion is a huge number and you know, that's a, it's amazing. What are some of the ways that you all think about, you've thought about, 
yeah, bringing that impact to where it's needed most. You know, I think one of the things to uh, remember is that, um, that success is more dangerous than failure. And, um, and, and so what got you to the point where you're, you know, accomplishing a lot and touching a lot of lives. And mm -hmm. I think it begins with having a spirit of humility. Um, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that's the, the heart is the foundation that God builds upon and uh, how you start really matters. And I think a lot of foundations, a lot of hearts are flawed and as a result, it limits what God can build. Mm -hmm. And so one, mm -hmm. one of the things we talk about at Convoy of Hope a lot is how do we um, keep our reliance on God? Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the early days, we had to rely on God for to keep the lights on and, uh, and right. to pay the bills, right? And uh, right. <clears throat> But how do we keep that same reliance? Um, it's easy to look at your bank account and to look at, you know, the, um, I don't know, the favor uh, that's out there. And you get full of yourself. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you get full of yourself is you stop hearing God's voice. And um, that's a recipe for disaster. And uh, so for Convoy, mm -hmm. I think, um, Convoy of Hope, I, I think our yeah. future really rests on how reliant we will be um, and dependent on God for uh, answers and direction. Yeah, that, that's such, that's, you've seen a lot of head nods here if you're, if you're looking at me, but um, my, my listeners, yeah, are, that's, it's true. I think we can rely on our ourselves and make a, start to, you know, put ourselves on the pedestal um, and um, start to make our own success about us. And that's the challenge. And so that humility, um, I do love how you guys are, it's celebratory too, though, in these moments of rejoicing and celebrating what God has done and just the people and the lives that are being impacted, right? Breaking cycles of poverty, et cetera, et cetera. And so can you just talk a little bit more about the importance of uh, celebration and kind of rejoicing? Because I don't know, it seems something like something that you guys focus on, at least when I look at a little bit more about you all, but um, no, it's no, it's incredibly important as well. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we do, we do try to celebrate and we try to celebrate the goodness of God and um, as opposed to uh, the goodness of, uh, of us and um, because we're nothing without him, obviously. Um, you know, Tyler, in, in the early days, I, I worked really hard um, and I, I would work 70, 80 hour weeks. And I think what happened was I, I thought that if I worked harder, that somehow it would make God work harder. And, you know, and I think um, what I had to realize is that God can accomplish more in 70 seconds than I can in 70 hours. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I think, um, I think prayer and reliance on God is just so mm -hmm. critical, but mm -hmm. we do celebrate. And, uh, one of the things that we, we celebrate is, uh, lives that are changed and, um, communities that are transformed. Mm -hmm. And, um, so our team will meet every week and, um, we make sure we give those reports to not only our team, but to those that are contributing and partnering mm -hmm. so that they can rejoice too. Because one of the things I've said at Convoy is that we may never be the biggest organization in the world, but let's be the best at um, saying thank you and reporting mm -hmm. back as to what God is doing. Right. So uh, anyway, that's, that's a little bit yeah, of yeah. how we celebrate. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And um, I think one of the challenges is, well, the last few years have certainly revealed a lot of um, pain points in the world and in our country. Um, and I think that there's been, right, there's been a pull 
into meeting needs a particular way or That's sticking to a particular way of doing things. Um, but also there's been the pull away kind of from a, a biblical worldview of justice. And so how have you all navigated some of these tensions in responding to need? You know, there's a lot of new new needs or perhaps exposed needs and food insecurity and um, and uh, some of those challenges, but then also in how you continue to carry out the the command as we see in Luke 4, right? To, yep. to Spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring good news to the poor, set freedom, captives, etc. Well, first it's important to realize that God wants to help people more than we do. Um, that's his heart. And I think he's just looking for people who are willing to try. Uh, we have a saying here that we don't lead with no. We lead with either maybe or yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when people ask for help, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't leave a no. And I think, um, I think just the willingness to try and to fail, uh, I think that's probably one of the things that we've tried to, I guess, um, show over the years is that, um, it's okay to, uh, give it your best effort. And mm-hmm. if you fail, that's okay. As long as you learn from that failure and, um, you know, our, our days are filled with requests from mm-hmm. all over the world, across the United States. And um, there certainly, it requires some discernment, right? Um, we don't want to say yes to something that we don't believe we can be successful or we believe is really mm-hmm. not us because then you have sure. mission creep. Um, there are probably other people that are better suited to meet certain needs. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say, Tyler, just beginning with that, um, mm-hmm. We just, we try. And when people ask, uh, we try. And um, every day is filled with more and more requests. Um, and uh, we're gonna do our best mm-hmm. to meet those needs. And, you know, we don't budget for disasters. People are surprised to hear me say that. We don't, we don't budget for them. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, you're going to be hoarding millions of dollars waiting for the next big disaster. Mm-hmm. And in our case, um, we just believe that our job is to go meet as many needs as we possibly can, and then to let God pay the bill. And uh, that's worked for 28 hmm. years. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think one of the, the at least the, what came to mind as you were speaking was some of the, the um, yeah, I, I think some of the challenges that uh, as I've started to work with or if, if folks who have started to work with folks who are in need, right, is there's, um, there is, uh, over time, you know, it's hard to break out to break out of cycles of poverty or to break out of the ch- the needs that are have been ongoing for you know generations, decades, or for some years, etc. And so, um, but continuing to be faithful to those who are in front of you and what God has called you to. And so, how you know what have you have you guys been kind of you focus on a lot of the same folks kind of and continuing to build relationships? Are you expanding? Talk a little bit about the kind of the mission or the vision, really, of what obviously, you know, you guys believe God has called you to do over the, over the history, but really moving forward into the next next few years, too. Sure. Yeah, we, we believe that um, that God wants the church and I, I mean, churches, different denominations um, mm-hmm. to be uh, mercy centers, provide ongoing care to people. And uh, so really, our mission is in part to empower the church to uh, serve their communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, 
and we do that through uh, providing resources, through training, mm -hmm. um, and uh, through ideas. Uh, and uh, every community mm -hmm. is different. I think one mm -hmm. of the things we learned early on is that don't go to a community and impose your template upon them. Mm -hmm. um, ask questions and find out what the, the need really is and then do all you can to, mm -hmm. to meet that need. So I think going forward, um, Convoy of Hope, uh, we're known for what we do today. I hope in the future we're known for what churches do. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, to that end, we're, we're really working hard on training um, next generation young people um, mm -hmm. in uh, best practices so that when they uh, reach out uh, from their local church, um, they're, uh, they're actually improving things and not making things worse. So I do see our future will be uh, heavily involved in training. Uh, we're already involved in a number of universities providing curriculum. And um, it's just, again, to prepare the next generation because I don't think the needs are going to go away. They're going to get even larger. Mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. and so let's get ready. Let's be prepared. Mm -hmm. And I, I think on that is this, yeah, is it the, the needs listening and understanding because you started from the outset of that is that is really understanding what the needs are of that community and how it aligns right again with your mission some things might not or even yeah. in your own values might not align with what what's being kind of um that's right proposed and what's being advocated but um that there is some things that we really have to be attuned to can you talk a little bit about that process and how maybe you know what does it look like to outreach in you know in in springfield missouri or st louis or yeah. somewhere in a rural area, maybe in, you know, in um, the Appalachian area. Sure. So we have a lot of experience, you know, in uh, not only across the United States, but around mm -hmm. the world. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we've worked in 120 countries. We've been involved in all 50 states. Um, mm -hmm. And um, you have to go in with that open mind that you're going to, go to listen to two, two entities. You're going to listen to the locals, hmm. uh, leaders mm -hmm. who live in it day in and day out and then secondly you're going to listen to god listen to mm -hmm. the holy spirit because he can give you fresh ideas as well right. and we approach every opportunity whether it's uh whether it's zambia or whether it's uh some place uh remote place in texas um you know our our, our job is really just to uh meet needs mm -hmm. and to do it efficiently and effectively mm -hmm. um and fortunately after 28 years, you have a lot of um, trial and error, mm -hmm. uh, things you try that you know don't work. And uh, so we have a lexicon of uh, those things that we know are mistakes. Yeah. Um, sure. But you just learn from them. And um, But I, I come back to what I said before. I think right. the most important thing is to have a servant's heart. And um, we're there to serve the church, to serve the communities, and to serve yeah. the poor. Right. And when that's your focus... Um, you know, it's a lot easier. It's yep. a lot easier to get things done. Yeah, I, I love the focus with serving the church. And so, what is what is the state of the church look like? We were talking before about you know some folks who are engaging in this in partnership and this type of work and are hearing the, the voice of the community, those who are in need. What are you finding? Kind of you know at this moment, you know it's July twenty fifth. Compared to the your you know the decades of experience, what are where what is the kind of a pulse check on where, how how the church is doing right now? I think the church's heart has been bent toward the poor and the suffering and the hurting and the lonely. We have an epidemic of loneliness in our nation, and I think the church is responding 
um, here, here would be my history lesson uh, if I yeah, could do please. this. Uh, you know, in, I think 20 years ago, um, there were a lot of critics. Uh, when Convoy of Hope started 28 years ago, a lot of critics because they thought they were labeling it as uh, some kind of a social gospel where you're meeting needs, but you're not pointing people to Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, right, and I think um, yeah. that has changed so much. Uh, I, I rarely hear that term. Uh, right. Where before you would receive a lot of criticism, now it's it's applause. It's you know, and I think so. An organization like Convoy, our are really our job is to um, take that enthusiasm, that that heart, that desire to help, and to put some things into action. Mm -hmm. We want to we want to eliminate the excuses. Some people say, "Well, I'd like to help, but I just don't know what to do." Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, I'd like to help, but I don't have the resources. Mm -hmm. um, that's where Convoy of Hope enters, because uh, our job is to come alongside the church. And um, I think in our nation, when you look at the state of our country right now. Um, you know, there's so much uh, division. One of the things we can agree on is compassion and mm -hmm. the need to show kindness in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what we're really trying to do, just really unleash this sleeping giant uh, to bring kindness and compassion to their nation. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think the that's been, yeah, we're in a lonely, lonely place. It's funny. It's you know, it's we're more connected than ever. I've probably said this several times on the podcast, but we're more connected, but we seem to be more isolated and more lonely, right? In our um, and so um, engaging together for good, for things that the kingdom and it advances is a, is a good thing and brings unity among. And I love that among the churches, among yeah. you know, among communities who can see that yeah, this is this is a good thing that we're that's going on. And so one of the things I was, was mentioning, you mentioned compassion and was thinking about disruptive compassion, which came out a few years ago, one of your books. And you have yep. a chapter on, on, on building the team or the team. And I think that is, um, is certainly uh, can be a challenge for a lot of church leaders, uh, a lot of nonprofit leaders as well as, yeah, we have this, this maybe a leader or two leaders who are really passionate and dedicated, but inspiring mobilizing activating a group of people to be the hands and feet is is certainly a challenge among many and even more so you know during um the last few years certainly we've seen acceleration of that i think at least from what i've been hearing in yes. um burnout and there's the mental unease of many pastors of many um outreach workers or you know you name it all of us and so what are what would what are some what's some advice you have for really advancing volunteerism, advancing kind of teamwork in, in these type of initiatives, this type of work? Uh, what you hit on is probably, I believe, uh, one of the top two or three reasons that Convoy Fope is, it has grown. And it's because yeah. um, God has supernaturally brought the right person at the right time to meet a need. Yeah. And um, I think for pastors, um, if they have a heart to really reach their community, um, they need to pray in mm. um, the right people uh, because, um, Tyler, mm -hmm. I, I believe that um, momentum is invited. It's not created. It's invited. And I think that begins with an attitude of prayer saying, God, do the miraculous. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. 
you know, I, when I look back over the history of Convoy of Hope, I think some of the greatest miracles we've had are when God has brought the right person at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think, um, look at it this way. Mm-hmm. God is the one who is assembling the army, that army of compassion. He wants to. He wants to meet needs in the community, and he will bring the right people at the right time. But it begins with that prayer. And one of the things that mm-hmm. I do, I have mm-hmm. done from the beginning, is I, I write things down. I, I write notes to God. And, um, you know, I, I don't mind telling you, I, I wrote a note to God back in December that we had uh, four key posts, key positions that I felt needed to be filled. Mm-hmm. And... Um, systematically I've seen God fill those roles mm-hmm. with the right person yeah. and um, but I do believe it begins with prayer and for me anyway writing it down on a little post-it yeah. God this is what we need uh, God is a good reader he is he reads well and um, if we take the time to write it down mm-hmm. he responds I do yeah. no thank you yeah that's that's the <laughs> the posture of prayer and engaging and being concise too is what I'm hearing. They're really asking, yeah. laying your request down, right? We have a God yeah. who hears us, who answers us, who, who does move mountains and, um, been, been very encouraged in those who, um, yeah, those moments of prayers answered like yourself, it's encouraging hearing that. And so, um, thanks for your encouragement. Yeah. Cause we, we do well, need it. We really uh, do. Hey, I, one thing I'd love to just say to you and your listeners is mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I, I think in the early days I did not realize that when you're when your mission is right, when you're on track, when you're doing what God wants you to do, um, you can anticipate a rhythm of hardship and miracles. It'll be both. It won't be just miracles, and it won't just be hardship. It'll be both. And I think um, for me anyway, in the early days, um, I allowed hardship to rock me. Um, and now I guess when hardship comes, I realize it's the beginning of the next miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. um, and so for your listeners, who right. maybe you're going through a hard time right now. Um, you know, the Lord wants you to know that, uh, he's with you. And just because things are difficult doesn't mean he isn't, he's not distracted. He's not disinterested. No, he's with you and, um, get ready for your next miracle because it's coming. That's right. That's right. That's been a recent real, yeah, realization for me, and I know it's um, it's true. We right, and we see Jesus is tempted in the wilderness prior to the beginning of his ministry, and so there is this like resistance before God wants to do something, and there's a kingdom un, un, unraveling, so it, or really just coming to life, and so would yeah, would echo that a lot of um, there is going to be resistance, but. Sometimes it means that you're, you know, on the right, on the right thing. And with, uh, with prayer and, and good discernment and good listening, I, I do believe God is, is faithful and will, uh, will, will show you what is, um, what is the way forward. Yeah. Amen. I agree. Amen. Totally. Well, um, thank you so much. Just in, um, in your word of encouragement and just, um, and for giving, a, our, our listeners just a, really a kind of a, rundown really of convoy of hope and what you all do but also for encouraging us to um yeah to to live a posture of prayer and to really uh, ask god for specific what, what what does he want to do with your church with your with you and your life and so just would love for just maybe a final word of encouragement and just how folks maybe can take that that first step or that next step 
in um, uh, in their walk today. Yeah, I think, uh, again, thank you for having me on. I, I really appreciate that and appreciate your heart very much. You know, I think um, some people are overwhelmed by the magnitude of the need. Uh, I know at times I've been, I've just been overwhelmed because the need is so great. But uh, we have to remind ourselves that God didn't tell us to feed the world. He told us to feed the person right in front of us. And um, I, I, I do believe that mm -hmm. if we'll open our eyes to the needs around us and just begin meeting those needs, you have no idea where God can take that obedience. Mm -hmm. uh, I, years ago, during my journalism mm -hmm. life, um, Mother right. Teresa, you know, she said, uh, um, she asked me, you know, what are you doing to help the poor and the suffering? And I, I, I told her, well, I'm not really doing much of anything. And she said, well, everyone can do something. Uh, just do the next kind thing hmm. that God puts in front of you. And um, I think that's a great way to live, Tyler. Mm -hmm. Just waking mm -hmm. up every morning asking um, God, um, who can I invest in? Uh, show me someone who, who needs a friend. Um, if we'll do that, I think the world will be a different place. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. And um, if folks wanna, want to to follow you, they can look, at, look up Hal Donaldson online. They'll get you there. Convoy of Hope as well. And so thank you for your service and, um, and all that you do. Thank you, Tyler.